Welcome to Real Talk Christian Podcast, where we drink coffee and have real conversations on faith, culture, and society. This is Mark Hyde and Chris Fuller. And on today's episode of Real Talk Christian, we're talking about focusing the world, the kingdom, and the balance between the two. You ready to rock, Fuller? Let's go. Let's go. Tambourine. Bro, I feel like we need to get you those finger tambourines we I talked about. Them. Do you I still have, have them? Because oh, we talked yeah. about them, what, like a month ago? Oh, as long as it's that. I don't know. Much but, longer. But, but I feel like we can talk about these finger tambourines that you supposedly ting, had in your ting, little Mercedes. Ting, 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 rolling ting, around. That's ting. ridiculous. Dude, after we said, let's go, I'm like, why isn't it going anywhere? Oh, like, oh, shoot. I forgot oh, to pull the slider up. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. Mark, oh, how's goodness. it going this week? Good, bro. So... Obviously, you know, for the first little bit of the show, we we hang out, we have a good time, we catch up. We're like your 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 daily, what, what is it now, Kelly, uh, Ryan, Ryan and Kelly. Kelly, where you got your little like your banter, you got your monologue, you got you got some fun before you jump into the fun this content. Is, this is part of being in the community right here with our podcast listeners is they want to know what's going on. And here's something I thought about: they don't just want to know what's going on, but I think they would like to know a little bit about you and me. Oh. So I got a curveball for you for right. tonight's All episode. Right. All right. So there's an app called Make Talk. Never heard of it. I mean, yeah, whatever. Not Make Out. We're not We're not doing that, folks. But, COVID friendly. <laughs> and um, Jesus approved friendly. But either way, so this app Make Talk is one of those things where it's like, if you don't know what to talk about, you open up the app and they have various categories of questions. Let me see. To Make Talk. So you got one where you can talk about your life story. Oh, There's short okay. and sweet questions. Let's go in deep. Let's do the going deep. Let's oh, just we're go. not done yet. We're not done yet. Just random 36 questions for intentional dates. Are we on a date? Is this a date? Sorry, Beth. <laughs> and Janelle. And Janelle. Uh, there's birthday ones and then never have I ever. All right. Let's, Which one should we do? Let's do go, going deep. Going deep. Oh. All right. Let me see it. The first question is, are humans better at creation or destruction? <sighs> hmm. But I feel like that doesn't get to know about us, though. Mm, that's more of our opinions. <laughs> right. Uh, let's wait. Okay. Wait. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> oh, here's a good one. Would you like to be famous? And in what way would you like to be famous for? Mm. Oh, that's a good question. I mean, do you want the spiritual answer? No, or no, I want, answer? I want the fleshly answer. <laughs> it's kind of both, though. Because if I wanted to be known, which would be awesome, I'd want to be known as a theologian. Oh, so I'd I put you up there with the Norman Geislers and like the Wayne the, Grudems? Uh, no, like the Charles Spurgeons. Like oh, you're Calvin, thinking like John Calvin's. You like, want to be like with like John Wesley. Yes, like yes. You want to be up there with the goats. I, I told you it was a very worldly answer. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's kind of funny, though. Unfortunately, that's probably not going to ever happen. But you know what? To God be the glory. <laughs> And hopefully it comes. So, so, so if someone said, what would you love to be known for? That would be it. Mm-hmm. See, I think That'd I would be love to be known as a public speaker. Like I've, I've had a, like it's actually on my bucket list is to give a Ted talk, not a Ted really? X, not a Ted X. I want the official sponsored Ted talk. Interesting. What am I going to talk about? I don't know. I, I really don't know. I just want to give a TED talk. You know, sometimes like I would love to travel around and just speak. Sometimes you know? I want to be the guy, the, the, the change my mind guy. 
<laughs> oh, um, is, isn't that like, is that louder with Crowder? I don't remember who is it that is. David, or not, not David Crowder, Stephen Crowder. Yeah. Is that, is that change my mind? I think so. Yeah. But <laughs> change my mind. <laughs> change my mind. You would want to be the Bernie Sanders meme, wouldn't you? You know, for those of our listeners who haven't seen it yet, you guys really should be checking it out. I mean, you gotta be living under was, a rock uh, to not see the Bernie Sanders three weeks, in his chair. Three weeks ago. Yep. You took the inauguration. Yeah. It was, it was the week of the inauguration, the Friday of the inauguration. <laughs> After the inauguration. Yep, yep. You took the picture of Bernie Sanders sure sitting did. by himself and posted it behind the he two j- of us. After, after he went to Joe's thing and dropped off his letter in the mail, <laughs> he took him in his cute little mittens and can't, I just kicked the cat. His, kicked his the cat hair again. was so crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and But here's the deal, though. like There were so many of those memes where it was like... Um, like I saw people photoshopping it, like like the cheat, like the not the not the good ones, but the funny ones, where it was like one youth pastor did it at one of their sledding parties, and he looked like the grumpy like chaperone that doesn't want to be there, you, but he was there. You know, one that would have been hilarious that I have not seen yet is like you know the Mandalorian, like if he was in Baby that Yoda, world. if he was in that, yeah, and <gasps> Baby Yoda's in like the little pram. I I have seen <laughs> one where he's holding Baby Yoda, yeah, and then Baby Yoda with the mittens, right? Yes, I've seen that one. I saw the one where he's with behind Chewbacca and Han Solo. And he's just sitting there. Oh, I haven't seen that one. <laughs> oh, Have you fun. seen the one where uh, what they did at Cracker Barrel? No. Here, I'm going to pull up my Instagram. But basically, someone took an old photo, did it, and then framed it. And somehow <laughs> got it into a Hobby Lobby. There's, it's a Instagram. Oh, that's, that's It's not fantastic. always Jesus approved, but it's called Middle Class Fancy Instagram Account. <laughs> But check that out. All right. He's gone too far. Who put this up in Cracker Barrel? <laughs> like, he's sitting on a rocking chair, and they framed it in Cracker Barrel. Oh, you're going to have to post that with this. So I feel like we're going to have to. You're going to have to. Yeah, you're going to have to. I'm going to so. put this down in the show notes. But but either way, Anyways. So we have a new president. But let's be honest. The the Bernie Standard memes were the thing that nobody knew we needed, but we really needed. That was a fresh start to 2021. That was right fun. There. That was fun. So. But we got the inauguration's done. We're, we got the Bernie Standard memes going we on. We do, yeah. We know you want to be a famous theologian. I would. We know I just want to get paid to talk to people. Yeah. I don't need to get paid. I watched, uh, real quick, before we get in any further. Uh, well, I'll hurry up because we're almost at seven minutes already. But uh, I watched a documentary on the life of Charles Spurgeon. And he was a goofy guy. Where, where was this? This is like on, on, like, it's on Amazon. Amazon it's, Prime. It's called C.H. Spurgeon. Okay. It's, it's the life of C.H. Spurgeon hmm. is what it says. It's phenomenal to watch his life and some of the struggles he went through. But, man, it was it made me want to be a theologian even more. <laughs> Anyways. That, that's really fascinating. But so if you want to check it out, go to Amazon Prime and watch the C.H. Yeah. Spurgeon one. Definitely, but definitely. Either way, dude. So what coffee... Are we drinking so, tonight before we get into this content? So this coffee is actually freshly roasted at about 3.30 yesterday. Mm. It was ground this morning. So it's been like 24 hours. It's been basically. a little, yeah, it's been a little uh, over 27. 24. My phone says 5 o'clock, but I know it's not 5 o'clock. You're still on New Carlisle time, bro. No, I took a screenshot of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, this is a Peruvian coffee, Joe Frerichs. Uh, it's not as dark as the, what you drink, though. I will, one of these days, make a roast for you that's darker. Uh, it's a Chancha Mayo Highland Peruvian coffee. Okay. Uh, it's a medium body with a maple syrup aroma. Oh, is that what I smelled when he first? Okay. Slightly nutty with fine acidity and a bright finish. Hints of brown sugar and cinnamon with mm. notes of buttery caramel. 
AKA, it's real good. <laughs> it's good. Like when you first like, you're, hey Mark, take a whiff of this, which is always a kind of a scary thing to do after you say take a whiff of this because you don't know what you're gonna expect. Wow. But, <laughs> but I smelled it, and it smelled like it smelled smoky. Yes, smoke. Like, like you know that that difference between like normal bacon and like applewood smoked bacon. It still smells it had that way. it had that like smoked. It's that brown bacon sugar smell. maple. It's a brown smell. sugar maple, so it smells like it doesn't smell like bacon, but it has that smoky bacon. Yeah, it's. It's, it's good. Pretty good. I actually went really very, light on the creamer. It's very I went very so light, I, but it's very it's, good. it's very velvety on mm. the on the palate. But uh, the whole reason why I roasted it is because we had a winner of our Christmas coffee giveaway. Yep, and yep. I had had a lot of things going on recently, and so I did not get it roasted until yesterday. And by the time he's hearing this, he's he should have it. He by should now. have it by now. <laughs> And if not, then but Mark so and I are So you just decided to roast more coffee beans while you were so, just out in the roaster? Well, so, you know, I was very heavy-handed and generous to our our RTC family listener. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. It's probably... How, how much do you think I put in that bag? I, don't, I didn't really weigh it out. I don't know. It's probably like 10 ounces. Oh, at least. 10 at to least 12. 10 or 12. Yeah. 10 to 12 ounces. Mm-hmm. And I ground it for him because I didn't know if he had a grinder or not. So I went ahead and took care of that for him. Yes, you did. And I was like, you know what? Mark and I need some coffee. We do need some so coffee. So I decided to keep on going. So I roasted about three pounds. So this is some RTC Peruvian coffee. Peruvian, yeah. It's pretty good. Joe Freres, you need to drink some of this, my dude. It's pretty good. This stuff is good. Actually, fun fact, if people, I guess here's my fun fact. We always get made fun of it early. Um, they are leaving in about a month and a half. I know. To go down to Peru. They got so their tickets. Sad. They're packing stuff up. So if you want to follow their social media account to see exactly what they're doing, because what Kimberly is going to be doing is doing um, Instagram lives and reels and stories and posts from when they're actually in Peru. So we right. can keep up with them on the daily. And I'm so excited to keep up with them in that way. So you can follow them, Frerix2, like the number two, Frerix2 Peru on Instagram and Facebook. Yeah, definitely. So, so check them out. Definitely. But before we get into the conversation, we got one more thing to do. We got to read a review because we got some reviews we- to read finally. Hallelujah. So this is from Apple user 96542. <laughs> What the heck is, is that like a zip code? 96542. Apple user. I, I love how it's Apple user. But so Apple user 96542, they said, hey, RTC, I've been listening for about a month now. Really glad I found your guys' podcast. I have a podcast topic recommendation. <laughs> yes, we're all about this. I am curious for your guys' opinion on things like Harry Potter. Oh. Should a Christian not read slash watch such thing? I'm guessing like witchcraft mm. and wizardry and stuff like that. Love the podcast. Happy New Year. Well, Apple user 96542, just like always, send us an email that we actually read your review. We'll get you a mini swag bag. But I feel oh, like yeah. we need to do a Harry Potter. How we, does how the Christian handles magic in that realm? We need to. I think, I think that would be really good. Because we, we talked about Lord of the Rings, because magic is in Lord of the Rings, and then there's also magic in Narnia. But how do we... Should, should, are, are we too? I think we're going to be on. I think we're going to be on the opposite ends of the you spectrum think so? again. I think so. I think we're going to have two differing opinions on this, but I don't know for sure. Sorry, I, I took a, a sip when it was supposed to be my turn. I to talk. knew, I knew, I know. I have a different view now than what I did two years ago. So your opinion, and that's okay. My that's the thing I've always changed. appreciated you about, bro. I have always appreciated this about you is you're you're humble enough. So you know, I've changed my opinion about that over the last year. Yeah, I, I've but been, you're but you're 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 bold in your stances, but you're also one to be like, I will listen. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, well, you I know, mean, I, I will listen and adjust based on and because we've had so many conversations on God's will, mm. uh, personality tests, and all these different things. And you're like, oh, I've been thinking about this, and then we talk about it, right? And I've done the same thing with you. I'm like, you know what? You're right. Like for me, with God's will, it's right. like the playground theory. But I'm like, where does the Holy Spirit come into it? I don't know, bro. I've thought about that a lot over the last six months. So, yeah. and I have another question for that. Oh, we'll say that we'll have for to the do podcast. a God's will <laughs> round two. But I think it's time we get into today's conversation of focus, the world, the focus. kingdom. And the balance. So what brought this topic to mind? I know this was the topic that I prepared for. I was like, hey, Mark, can we do this? And he's like, sure, yeah, bro, let's go. <laughs> Let go. Um, One last thing for me to do, right? There has been a lot of unsettling um, perspectives going on right now in the evangelical community with the um, President Trump leaving office and President Biden um, being inaugurated there. I don't know if you've been paying attention to the evangelical community oh, as, as sure a have. whole mm-hmm. and the both sides, um, both sides, my Facebook and an echo chamber. Well, so th- there's been, there was a lot of hope that, Oh, something's going to happen. And then the hope was shattered and it's like, Oh, why? So I, I said, you know, we really need to discuss the focus. Mm-hmm. What is the focus that a Christian should have? And how do we balance that? Okay, so focused regarding mainly politics no, and world no, leaders, no, or just um, everything, everything, in the, world? the the world and the kingdom, the the balance between the two. Okay, the in general, the thirty thousand foot view. We're not going to dive deep into politics specifically. I think we've done, but that. obviously, we're going to have to touch on that subject. We will just touch a on that, bit. and uh, if you disagree with me or Mark, that's okay. Uh, we still love you, and we hope you guys still love us, except for Mark says no. Nope. So I don't love you. I want to start off. <sighs> that's a joke. I kind of like starting off with a quote. You have. You've been you, starting off with a lot of quotes you, lately. You, I've, I've, you got me I've into converted it, you. You have. So, see? I learned again. There you go. <laughs> um, this one comes from Thomas A. Kempis, who I had never heard of, but I really like this quote. And he says, Jesus has many who love the kingdom of God but few who bear a cross. He has many who desire his comfort, but few who desire his suffering. All want to rejoice with him, but few are willing to suffer for him. He writes, there are many who admire his miracles, but there are few who follow in the humiliation of the cross. Like, if that isn't the heaviest thing you've ever heard, when I read that, I was like, wow. I I was so convicted by it. I'm like, wow. Like... (laughs) Just take, you know, oh, yeah. There are many Everybody. who desire his comfort, but few who desire his suffering. Yeah. can you, Do you desire suffering? Because I sure no, don't. of course I, I I'm don't. not sure. Like, yeah, I want to suffer well, for like the gospel. Like all things, you know, like, you know, everyone wants to live in the comfort zone. And once you step, step right. outside the comfort zone, it's 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 fear. Like, you don't know what's well, going to happen. And there's a, there's a big difference because for like me, I'm willing to suffer for the kingdom of God. I don't desire to mm. <laughs> like he's saying desire his suffering, not our suffering, but his suffering because his suffering is so important. If without his suffering, none of us are saved. Right. <laughs> so I just thought that was really good. And we'll kind of touch base. Yeah. Yeah. We'll on touch base it, on but, it, but, but that's definitely a, a wow. Yeah. So <laughs> that's a quote. Just start. That's just going to jump right in. We went from funny to serious, but no, I we like didn't. that. There are many who desire his comfort, but few who desire his suffering. Well, and, Few, you know, many that rejoice, but few who are willing to suffer for him. Many who admire his miracles, but few to follow in his humiliation. Hum- 
Humiliation of That's the, the word I'm trying to say. So, so let's get into so, what that means. So, of desiring I mean, comfort but not suffering. So we're talking about this, and I think we need to, uh, to kind of define um, a couple terms. Okay. A little, a little bit, well, really one term. Okay. In light of a Christian, and that is, what is the world? You know, we're talking about the kingdom of the, the kingdom of God, the balance between right. the kingdom and the world. Mm-hmm. And, and we've kind of touched on this on on one of our previous podcasts from season one. Oh yeah, for uh, being not in the world but of the world. Yeah, and being in the world but not of, right. Yeah. Exactly. So um, the world. Here's how I would define the world. Okay. Okay. So this is just the the fuller definition. The world is a place we live. The community in which we are challenged to love, not just to love the lovable, but those who are the worst offenders to God, to show the gospel of grace and love. That's how I describe it. I like that because, you know, growing up, I mean, specifically in the very conservative Christian movement, the world was, we hate them. We don't like them. Like the world is dirty. It's gross. We need to separate ourselves from the world. That's Those are the sinners who need Jesus right? rather than no, 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 that's the place where we live and we play and we work. This is our... That needs to be shown the gospel of love and grace and mercy of Jesus. We have the opportunity to suffer for him by ridicule or whatever we're going to suffer. But in that suffering, show his suffering and proclaim the gospel. So I guess... the world is the... The the what a world is to me is our community. mm. It's our country. It's our community. It's our world. It's... It's from the very smallest community to the very biggest part of the world. And that's a question that Christians have talked about all the time is, okay, so every Christian has always had the question of how do we love our community? Well, we've always had different responses. Like there's some people where it's like, we got to get involved in the political sphere. We got to get involved in the education sphere, uh, sphere, the, the business associations, all these different things. But at the end of the day, I guess the question is what should we be doing then? Like in the world, like if we find ourselves in the world, you know, with Jesus, we read that we're ambassadors. We're supposed to right. be lights. We're sent, you know, Jesus, I don't, I, I pray you don't keep them from the world, but that you protect them as I send them back in. Right. So at the end of the day, what should we be doing in this well, world that we know God loves? And so let's, you know? let's, I, I got a couple scriptures here. Okay. And and I want to dive into this one and then we'll probably discuss it a little bit and then we'll dive into the second one on this. Okay. So we're talking about the world and, and if we take the fuller definition of the world. <laughs> the fuller the fullest definition? I'm, I'm going to keep saying that. No, not the fullest, the fuller. <laughs> I, I need a button that goes fuller. <laughs> and I say that because people may disagree with, oh, that's not the definition. I like that, and but that's, that's, that, that's going to be our working definition. But, but the fuller t- definition. Tonight, that's, I like that's, that. That's, I like we'll that, just though. refer to it as that. Um, so James 1.27 says, the uh, religion that God our Father accepts, accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after the orphans and the widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. Mm. So what does that mean, be polluted by the world? So we just define what we believe the, 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 the fuller definition right, right. of mm-hmm. the world is. But here, James is saying polluted by the world. Well, what, what does that mean? What does that look like in the Christian aspect? I think if... If I'm allowed to, you're allowed <laughs> I, I don't, to. I don't want to cut you no, off. No, you're good. You're you're on a like I'm I'm processing. But I think what he's what James is talking about being polluted by the world is being those things that draw us away, um, especially in this scripture, draw us away from the uh, pure and faultless religion that God the Father accepts, which is to take after or look after the orphans and the widows and their distress. Right. I think that's what James is saying in this passage. 
um, taking it at exactly what he's saying, just rearranging at face value. Right. right. So that's, I mean, and the reason why it talks about specifically widows and orphans is the fact of these are the people who are, they have no place in society anymore. Right. And you, you know, know, with scripture and, and Mark, you know, this as a pastor, but, um, the Bible is full of prescriptive and, and descriptive, descriptive. Mm-hmm. scriptures. Yep. So I don't take this as a, I mean, we know that they had widows and orphans oh, back course. in the early church. Right. And in fact, there was a famine in which Paul went around and gathered up offerings to take back to the, to the Jerusalem church. To take care of to their, take widows, care and of their widows and orphans. And what's interesting and too is uh, there's church records where they actually have women names right. in the church record. I mean, I don't remember what, what century it was. But the fact of that there, a woman's name was written down by herself, I mean, we're not saying that's the way it should be. We're just saying that was, that's the way it was. Right. The fact that the church was like, no, we're going to recognize Jane Doe right. as a person who is, has Which value was and worth unheard of. was unreal. Right. And that was the culture that they were in. But so why I bring up descriptive and prescriptive. Yeah. Pre- prescriptive means that it's something that we should listen to, abide by, glean from today. Descriptive is something we look at as like a history. Well, I think right. this scripture in itself is both descriptive and prescriptive. So it's telling us something about the past, mm-hmm. but also it's something for us that we should be doing today. So the pollution of the world is anything that we're not doing to love others. Right. Right. So um, Luke 6.35 says, But love your enemies and do good and lend expecting nothing in return and your reward will be great and you will be sons of the most high for he is kind to the ungrateful and the evil. Mm. So we talk about, you know, you said in the, um, in traditional church, like you grew up with, it was kind of like, right, oh, right. the world is bad. Like it's, it's full stay, of sinners. We got to stay away from that. But we only go into the world when it's time for Sunday lunch. We got to go to the buffet. Well, not only that, but like, okay, we'll, we'll, you know, throw change at a nonprofit or something, you right, know, whatever, whatever, right. Whatever they're going to do or throw, throw money at missions, but mm-hmm. we never do. We the don't, we don't actually go get dirty, but we'll, we, we pay for other people to go get exactly. dirty. Mm-hmm. But if I'm looking at this scripture, right? So those people that we don't like that, that world people. Well, we're called to love them if we're considering them. And they are enemies of God, right? Mm-hmm. But we're called to love them. And we're called to help them. we got to lend, do good. right? These are the things that we have to do. And why? Because he is kind to the ungrateful and to the evil. And so what is, what's the definition of a Christian? Someone who follows Jesus. Okay. It, it's a little Jesus. That's where they got the term from. Exactly. It's a mini Jesus. It's, it, you're supposed to emulate Jesus. You're supposed to be a replica of who Jesus was. Mm-hmm. That's what a follower would be. Right, because the, the, the term Christian was actually an insult right. before it was an adjective. Right, and so I think that that's why Luke, Luke puts this in there. Luke's like, you know, he's scribing down. This is to Theophilus. He's writing this and, and scribing all this down, and um, and he writes this for a specific reason. So Theophilus was not a, not a Jewish person, not a Jewish man. He was a it was a rich guy who wanted to know he, about he, who, right. who this Jesus guy, a is. rich Gentile. So mm-hmm. um, you got to you got to look at who the author is writing to in this, and I think this is why he's writing to him in this way. So the the world is a place where traditionally nowadays Christians would say, oh, "This is evil. We want to stay away from it. We don't want to." And I agree. Like there are things that we should not. Uh, I am not for. Hey, I'm going to go to the strip club. 
and and witness to people. Like I'm going to go inside the strip club. No, that's. <laughs> that's but there are churches that hang out, not hang out around, but like I think it's, there are certain churches in Vegas where they have ministries to strippers and people who are like, I don't know where else right. to go. But I think that it's you know, but they ain't walking into the strip club. Here. Right. Hey, here's a here's a chick track. Right. Yeah. Let me. I don't, I don't let have, me come in. Yeah, and, no. and defile the to do the things that I'm not supposed to do. Not supposed to do. Um, so I can give the gospel. Well, right. that's, you don't do that. That's no. So, uh, we kind of go through, uh, what we described as the world or what right. I described and, and, as the world. And, you know, before we, we keep going, um, you know, this, this thought popped in my mind where it's talking about, um, do these things, love the world, but keep yourself from being polluted by the world. Right. Uh, I, I got a book on my shelf called the next Christians. That was written by Gabe Lyons. And in that book, he basically flat out just said what, what we said, right. um, but he also took it from the fact of, as Christians, we need to be so engaged with the world that every corner of society and sphere has Christians in it, influencing it for Jesus. However, you know, I disagreed with him for a lot of this book. And then all of a sudden he comes out of a chapter where it goes, how do you keep yourself, here's uh, not the right word, but how, basically how do you keep following Jesus without getting sucked into the world? Mm, and yeah. he says... These are where the anchor passages come from with the Psalms and with David and um, with Paul where he's looking unto Jesus. And I'm, I'm trying to find the quote real quick. I actually reshared it um, really recent, actually, on our stories because we posted this about, uh, a, I think, a year ago on our social media. I'm not going to dig through it because it'll take me too long. <laughs> um, but basically, it was the fact of we're called to go into the world. But the second we let go of our anchor, we're screwed. Yeah. And you see all well, these Christians who are trying, they, they have good intentions going in. Like, you know what? I'm going to get into the film industry. I'm going to get into the music industry, do all these different things. And they, what do they do? They end up sacrificing their testimony and their soul because they're just pursuing this so hard that they so, almost forget the why behind the what. So another thing you can do is exactly what Paul did, right? Ooh, what did Paul do? So well, how did they go out into the world in the early church? Did they go by themselves? No, they, they took people with them. They always had somebody with them, always. And that's another way to protect yourself. You take a brother with you. Um, oh, I found it. Oh, there it is. The next Christians must beware that operating in the center of the world requires a deep anchoring in Christ, a grounding that's achieved only through means un, unbecoming to most. Otherwise, it hardly works. Mm. So if, we, if we're called to go out into the world, but we're not anchored to Jesus, we're not abiding in him, we're just going to drift. Right. And that's like, you know, the, the man who's like, uh, drifts back and forth. Um, James, whoever lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, not like a man wandering and waving back and forth to, to and, and fro, fro right. but actually being like anchored a to the like source. Like a wave tossed in the sea. There you go. Yep. Thank you. I'm like, I couldn't get the term to save my life there for a second, <laughs> but no, I like that, but no, let's keep going, man. So, so we got to anchor in, but we got to be, we got to follow Jesus. We got to love the world. We got to go into it, well, not be so, polluted by it. So, I mean, what does that mean? What, what the world affects us. So... Should we be concerned about things like politics and the inner workings of the day-to-day -day life? I mean, is this something that we should really be concerned about, or should we just be, uh, I'm only focusing on the kingdom? Because, I mean, like, for me, I'm married, and I got kids. Do I just be like, no, sorry, I'm just ministry only. I right. can't take care of you. I'm not going to go work a job to support you. Or, 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 to, or to go even more extreme, it's are we here a part of this world to only, like, my only job is to win people for, for Jesus, right. like not to seek the benefit or love you in various ways, but you're either a fish or you're a fisherman, right? Like, can, yeah. can, can you just be involved in the day to day? Right. Exactly. So what do we do? Um, 
<laughs> it's a good question, right? Like, I've been struck. I mean, honestly, though, I've been struggling for a long time of how much do I get involved with my community and my my city. And- well, let's let's read. I got three scriptures, okay. and, and let me read through them. I'm just going to read through them, and then we'll hit on this. All right. So, okay. I, I believe the best way to look for answers is look to scripture, the Word of God. That's the, what we're going to do. Kind of what we do here. And <laughs> real talk. <laughs> uh, so Romans twelve two says, "Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will." Second Corinthians ten three, for though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. And then Colossians three two, set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. Mm. So we look at these three passages, and it's like, oh, uh, okay. <laughs> but there's a couple things that stand out to me. One, there's a renewing of your mind, okay. And when you renew your mind in Christ, you seek His will, mm-hmm. okay. And following God's will will be the best leading you can have through this life on how to deal with things. Uh, number two, we don't act like the world. We're strangers in a strange land. That's what we are. And so we don't, quote, unquote, wage war as the world does, like Second Corinthians 10.3 mm-hmm. says. We don't do things the same way. Um, I don't go out drinking and cursing on Saturday and then show have up a big on, old party and, and then show up on church Sunday morning. Like that's not what we do. We got to renew our minds the, mm-hmm. the transformed and renewing of our minds. Um, and then Colossians, our minds should be set on things above, not on earthly things. And what this means is I think that too often we get so focused on things that are right in front of us. Like, Hey, I'm overly focused. I want this cup of coffee. Like, <laughs> It's almost an addiction. Right. It's, it's a, it's taking all my focus. It's taking all my time. That's all I ever think about. Um, and, and I've seen this in the evangelical. Here's where I get into politics a little bit. Okay. Sorry, people. Uh, but during this time, during the past month, right. From the time the election happened to the time of the inauguration. That was wild. um, That was wild. We have seen so many evangelical Christians so focused on politics that they've replaced their Bible studies or their quiet times with looking up articles in the political world. Mm. So this is where it goes against Colossians 3, 2. I'll set your th- mind on things above rather than things on earth. I think here we're talking about extremes. Okay. Okay. Where, where something takes all your time and has become an idol unto you. Right. So, and we, and, and this is something, I don't know if you, if, I'm not to cut you yeah, off, go ahead. but I'm go going ahead. to no, go ahead. <laughs> Pause. I mean, <laughs> I've been waiting. I got I got two things. Uh, one was like, you know, that's the, the storming of the Capitol. You know, we saw the Trump supporters storming. Well, they just dropped the video of the main stormers having a two minute prayer <laughs> after they stormed the Capitol. I'm like, that ain't the Christianity I'm a part of. No, like we don't get to storm right. and loot and pillage. And then, th- you know, thank God that he let the cops let us get through and that we n- no, just stop. Um but the other one, um, I listened to another podcast called the Recovering Fundamentalist Podcast. And mm-hmm. I, I know I brought yeah, it up. I don't right. know if you yep. listened to it or yep. not. I've heard it. Um, well, they just dropped one about the idolatry of country in the independent fundamental world. Mm. And which I I was not from this strain of independent fundamentalist world. Like, like I, 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 that's not the same strain I was from. But right. they, were sh- they were playing clip after clip after clip where basically these pastors were standing up having these sermons and then all of a sudden 
they were talking about Jesus in the same breath. They took whatever they're talking about and flipped it into Donald Trump mm. every single time. So, every, and I'm like, and basically all these different things and Donald Trump will be our liberator and savior. And I can prophesy that he'll be back in office. I was about to say how many prophecies from pastors came out saying, I prophesy. I am saying Trump is the next president. God, God has told me that's a prophecy. God has foreordained. What does Deuteronomy 18 tell us? Well, if everything that the prophet says doesn't come true, back in the old days, you would have been stoned to death. Right. Like that's what would have happened back in that culture. Um, I think that those pastors who did all that and led people astray should repent and step down. That's my call to You work. think step down to, not just repent and yeah, you say, I made a mistake? You, you, led, them, you led them too far astray. You've, you helped idols happen. You created idols. I watched one pastor... Paul Lindgren, our friend Paul. Hi, Paul. Good old, you know, I still haven't met him yet. <laughs> I still have not met but him yet. Good old Paul uh, sent me a video that a friend of his sent him from Twitter, and it was of this pastor, and the pastor was going, um, I pray in the name of Jesus that everybody who rigged this election would have the curse of God upon them. And, every, and he was just going on and on, and that evil would overtake them and overthrow them, and they would be destroyed. And it's like... Where is the love? <laughs> like I know I don't read that anywhere in Well, it's because so many people <laughs> and maybe you're out there in listener land and you're th- literally the hope of the gospel rests in a political party. Not now not just conservative, but on the other side with liberal as well. Right. Because we can't have our hope rested in a political party to bring about kingdom purposes when what's the purpose of government? It's right. to keep order. It's to I mean, literally it talks about in Second Peter that they're they're supposed to have the store like you if you're not doing anything wrong, the government, like, you don't even scare to nobody because they're right. not going to hurt you. But, and I mean, government's we, there to, for, for law and order, but we think that, you know, we can have a secular system bring about kingdom change. So, you know, exactly. And, and nobody ever relied on, on the government. The, the, the early church, Jesus did not rely on the government for anything. Like they didn't. Now they recognize the government. Government paying a Caesar what a Caesar. Exactly. And Paul himself, when he was about to be stoned on the temple, mm-hmm. and the Romans came down and arrested him because he was causing trouble. Trouble quote. Trouble. <laughs> and they bound him right, which was against the law to do to a Roman citizen that they didn't know he was a Roman citizen. And so he's, they were getting ready to beat him. And he said, would you do this to a Roman citizen? They're like, whoa. whoa. Like, but here's the difference. So though. He Paul, used it. But, but Paul wasn't there kicking and screaming when they arrested him. He right. just went silently. And then when it was his turn to speak, he was like, um, hey, BT Dubs, he, I'm he, a Roman. He wasn't screaming, this is my right, this is my right. He said, hey, I'm a Roman. And then let, left it up to them. Now, they did the right thing. Because right. had they not, they would have been killed themselves. Mm-hmm. And um, this is the same same apostle that said, um, your freedom and Christ is not for you to do whatever you want, but you right. have the freedom to now serve others. Right, exactly. You know, so so I think as far as the political realm of things, um, I don't think it's a bad thing to be looking at politics, see what's going on in your country, because you're looking at what's happening in your community, your country. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a bad thing to um, go out on a date. I don't think it's a bad thing to do these things that aren't necessarily out preaching the gospel all the time. I just don't. I don't see that happening all the time. I and mean, we, we're getting snidbits of letters right, right. and stuff like that through through the New Testament and the Old Testament. But um, I think when you make it a guy, uh, a, a God, an idol in your mind, right? You, you're you're hyper focused on it. That's what you 
your spare time is is caught up in focusing on this. Now it's a problem. Mm. Now you're breaking those those commandments. There's the the Ten Commandments, number one, right? And people are like, oh, that's that's the Old Testament. Well, I hate to tell you, the New Testament is just like a revitalized. It's not it's it's not an Old Testament and New Testament. It's not an old covenant and a new covenant. It's a continuous covenant mm. that has changes and tweaks to it. But if you compare the two side by side, the new covenant is actually a lot more intense than the old covenant. It's true. Uh, but the the first commandment still carries over, even if you don't believe what I just said of you should not have any gods before me. Well, if you lo- love People the Lord God, God with all your heart, soul, and mind, you won't you, have it. Exactly. So, and so you, you can't, <laughs> if you're so hyper-focused on something, I think you are creating an idol in your own mind. And that's when we read with 1 Corinthians 10, 31, where whether you eat, drink, or whatever, literally whatever the heck you do, do all to God's glory. Right. It's not... And again, it, it, when, like when you go out, yeah, when you're talking to the waitress, you're a representative of Jesus. Right. Like, so you, you want to have a good testimony because, you know, you hear these Christians where it's like, they're, they're, they're Christians. It's obvious Christians. They just came to church, but they treated the waitress poorly. They didn't leave a tip. They didn't right. do all these different things. They're the church pew warmers is what I call them. Mm. They come in and sit, and then they go live their lives and never think about God until the following Sunday. Right. And so, and then demand their way. Right, exactly. Well, so, I mean, just like Romans 12 tells us, or told us that we have to renew. We're trans, we are transformed by the renewing of our mind. Not, and it's not a renewal, it's a constant renewing. It's, it's a renewing. And th- how does that happen? Well, it happens for, from us asking God and seeking first the kingdom of God. Mm. When you seek first the kingdom of God, these things shall be added unto you. And it's not the things of like, I'm I'm claiming a brand new Corvette, cherry red. That's not what it's That'd talking be about. Cool, though. It's talking That'd be cool. It's talking about being kingdom minded, mm. kingdom focused. You ask these things, you ask for wisdom, you ask for these things from God to do his will. And these things will be added to you because you're being you're seeking first the kingdom of God. So anyways, let's let's so what should we be doing? That's the question. Like, what should we be doing? So, then? so I mean, we kind of answered it. Let's be honest. We've, yeah, we kind of. So, I'm going to just read these passages real fast. I'm going to read a quote, and then we'll don't I'll, call it quits. I'll, I'll open it for final thoughts, and yeah, we'll go. that sounds so, good. Because we've kind of already hit what we should be doing. We kind of preemptively done that. <laughs> and and if and, and this is the beautiful thing about the, <laughs> the fact that our podcast registry is so huge. Um, something that we've been that something that we've been doing on every one of our show notes is if you actually go to the show note of each episode, either from the website or from your whatever podcast listening you in there, there's actual links where it says other episodes you may enjoy. And we put two, three, sometimes five, six right. other episodes that you might need to listen to to get even more in depth. So we we're not, we're not gonna talk about in the world of the world that much because we've already talked about right. it. So we'll we'll link that in the show notes. Right. Um but yeah, I feel like we've hit as, as much as we could with this. All right, so you know? so let's dive into this let's last. What should we be doing? We should be taking the message of Jesus to everyone we come into contact with, loving and caring for them, showing them the way of the master, always pointing to him. This is not always verbal. Sometimes it's the actions in our life. Um, you don't have to say a word to show Christ. Your actions. But some people argue that, you know, it's like the whole idea of... I'm not saying you should never... I'm saying that you don't always have to be. Well, it's the same in James. We're talking about you know, it, it, you you say you have faith, but where's the where's the feet behind your right, faith? Right, but you also have Jesus in Matthew five sixteen that says, "Let your light, light so, so shine. shine." It doesn't say your words. It says your light so shine before men that they see your good works. And then, which is not necessarily God. speaking, it's just good works and glorify your Father in heaven. So 
I agree. It's it's it's, 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 both it's, not, it's a both it's and. Not, yeah, it's not an extreme one way or the other. It's a mixture of both. It doesn't have to be all one way or all the other way. Um, so let's dive into these. First uh, Peter three fifteen it says, "But in your hearts revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you mm. to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness." And respect. I love this verse, and that is a key verse when mm-hmm. you're doing it. So then, and, and before you do, go that one, I want to add <laughs> another verse that we don't have written down. First Corinthians thirteen one. Right. With whether you speak the tongues of angels or of men, but have not love, you're a sounding gong or a clanging cymbal. And for you, King Jimmy, that's charity. Charity. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> but you know, with gentleness and respect, that's what I think of. It's like if you ain't got love, if you're not putting your action behind, it doesn't matter what you're saying. You're just gonna be sounding like this really annoying, right. like, gong, gong, like, as you're talking. Right. I think of Galatians 6, 1 through 3, but <laughs> that works Anywho. too. Anyway, so uh, 2 Corinthians 5, 20. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors. I think mm, we've said this before. We like this verse, yep. As though God were making his appeal through us. We employ you on Christ's behalf. Be reconciled to God. Mark sixteen fifteen. He said to them, go into all the world. And preach the gospel to all creation. Now, this was a command to the disciples, but we are disciples, so we're disciples of Jesus. <laughs> we I should mean, probably follow the same thing. Probably again, this is a prescriptive and descriptive scripture. Yep. Uh, Matthew nine. This is another one. Nine, uh, Matthew nine thirty seven and thirty eight. Then he said to his disciples, "The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into the harvest field. Mm, into his harvest field." Uh, Matthew 10, 7 through 14. This is the last one, and it's a little bit longer. As you go, proclaim this message. The kingdom of heaven has come near. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy, drive out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. Do not get any gold or silver or copper to take with you in your belts. No bag for the journey or extra shirt or sandal or a staff, for the worker is worth his keep. Whatever town or village you enter, search there for some worthy person and stay at their house until you leave. As you enter the home, give it your greeting. If the home is deserving, let your peace rest upon it. If it is not, let your peace return to you. If anyone will not welcome you or listen to your words, leave the home or town and shake the dust off your feet. Now, this one is a lot more descriptive, but I think we can learn a lesson from it. So, back in Jewish culture, this is going back to your Old Testament. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is actually back, even all the way back through Judges, uh, when a Jewish person saw another Jewish person, and they were a traveler, they were required to welcome them in for two days, I think two or three days, but really? no more. Okay. Right. And so uh, when they welcomed them in, that's why it says if they welcome you, bless their house, and if they don't, you know, basically, they don't deserve it. So Right. Um, that's but, really interesting, actually. So this is still they're still supposed to go out and proclaim it, right? This is mm-hmm. still a command for them to go out and proclaim his me- this message. The kingdom of heaven has come near. So we know that um, you and I have talked, it's the, the kingdom of heaven is here and not yet. There's that. It's, it's, it's partially here, but it's partially right, not. Right, Because Jesus I mean, Je- he came, it, the, but he's the not. The kingdom is in our house, but the kingdom is, is not of this world right. at the same time. So um, this is one of those things that's like, okay, the kingdom of heaven is near. Well, it is with us now because we have the Holy Spirit, and it is yet not yet with us. So, um, but this is where the you know descriptive the the heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy. People are like, who's got leprosy anymore? <laughs> you know, no, this is a descriptive passage, but um, I think we can glean a lot from it. So, mm. um, 
The only thing else I have right now is uh, another quote from Charles Spurgeon. And then I got a quote from Jeff Durbin. Ooh, I love Jeff Durbin. Okay, I'm going to read this one. It says, Oh, my brothers and sisters in Christ, if sinners will be damned, at least let them leap to hell over our bodies. And if they will perish, let them perish with our arms about their knees, imploring them to stay and not madly to destroy themselves. If hell must be filled, at least let it be filled in the teeth of our exertions and let no one go there unwarned and unprayed for. Well, dang. (laughs) So that's, yeah, we should be trying everything we can if we truly love others to preach the good news so God can work in them. <laughs> I like that. So, anyways, go ahead. Jeff I like Durbin, that. I want to hear it. Yeah, Soche actually shared this. This is from a couple Soche. days ago. Um, it said, Jeff Durbin, this was um, after the storming of the Capitol, after the, uh, right before the inauguration. He said, time for the false prophets who prophesied Trump would win to repent and to be abandoned. Time for people to abandon the deception of the Q cult. Time for God's people to look back to God's laws, the foundation of justice and righteousness in the world. Time for God's people to stop looking for salvation in the state. Gospel first, kingdom first, no king but Christ. Mm. And if, you know, if, you know, if, if our eyes and mind are set on things above, not on things of this earth, right. I mean, the inauguration day was just another day for me. Now, granted, in American history, there's a lot of cool things about it in terms of the first woman vice president ever. That's actually pretty story. That's pretty cool. Um, and there's a lot of other fun, unique things that, that happened because of this. But at the end of the day, is that where my hope rests? Is that where my host lies? No, it's not. My hope is found in Jesus. Right. But at the same token, just like when the, the Israelites were in exile, they were like, God, what are we supposed to do? And Jeremiah prophesied, and he said, this is what the Lord of God says. It's basically work the land. Do what you're supposed to do, honor the government, have wives, have kids, all these different things, but look after for the betterment of the city. Because in you blessing them, you will also be blessed in return. Mm-hmm. And for us as Christians, you know, we're not called just to go build parks and bridges and whatnot. But why are we supposed to do that? We're supposed to do certain things because we want to share the love of Jesus with people. We're supposed to love. We're, supposed to, we're, we're called, I mean, it's the greatest commandment. Love God, love, love others. others. Boom, That's boom. it. That's it. That's, That's it. All the rest of the laws are... Are in those so. and as and as ambassadors, we're not we're we're called to look different. It's right. not supposed to be weird though. And now I don't want us to think we gotta look around weird. We don't have to look like PCC. Sorry, we don't want to walk around looking like complete rejects. We want to look like those who wear the RTC snowflake logo, but we're not snowflakes. <laughs> but we're not snowflakes. But anyway, we're we're called to go out yeah. represent Jesus as ambassadors right. for Him. Right. That's my final thought, dude. Any other final thought for you, or you you think we got a nice? I, on I think I've talked enough tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Time for Fun Facts with All right, my dude. All Time right. for the best part All right. of RTC. What you got for us for a fun fact tonight, Fuller? The fun fact of the day. Mark. Did you know? And listeners, did you know? And listeners. Because I did Family and family, do you know? Brothers, brethren. And <laughs> sisters. Well, that's what brethren kind of means. It's a man and a woman. No, that's something completely different. <laughs> a woman's not even a word. <laughs> it's not. Anyways. All right, fun fact for fun us. Fun fact. A woman is not a word. No. <laughs> that's not the fun fact. Chewing gum after a meal reduces heartburn. 
What? It turns out the saliva that's stimulated by chewing gum becomes more alkaline, effectively neutralizing the acid reflux that creates heartburn while soothing your esophagus. Really? Uh, that's the So after you eat dinner, you should get chewing. that pack of Orbit gum out. Orbit, man. Orbit? Big, big League Chew. Oh, no. You remember Big League Chew? Oh, of course I did. It's, <laughs> it's the really stringy gum that we oh, had at baseball fields, and we yeah. go through a whole pack. That, my favorite, actually, my I think it was the watermelon. I think watermelon oh, yeah. was my favorite. Did you flavor. know? So fun, fun, fuller fun, fact. Fun, 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 fuller fact is uh, up till like I was like ten years old. I thought like the big league guys that were like chewing like sunflower seeds. Well, back then it was tobacco. Right, right, right. Yep. But I thought that it was big league chew that they were chewing. I mean, some maybe did. Who knows? So, I love sunflower seeds playing baseball, I though. I, I miss those baseball days. But I never realized that they, they was chewing tobacco until I was like 10. Like, that, that's what they used to chew on. That big old yeah, thing I, with the water. I, I used to put the wad of gum in my <laughs> <laughs> Like, look at that. I'm a baseball player. No. <laughs> yeah, I was but, weird. But eating gum after eating a meal can reduce some heartburn. It can. It can. And, uh, yeah. You know, I wish we had some RTC gum, but we don't have RTC no, gum. No, we don't. But what do we have, Fuller? What we have is, uh, is a lot of swag. We have a lot. We got some shirts. We got some tote bags. Man, Dude, we, we got, got some every- leggings. Leggings. You can go, ladies, and buy leggings that say RTC. On the side. Now, I want to see... I'd want to see this man in some leggings. I want to see you in some leggings. You'd some know, RTC leggings. If, That'd be funny. If if we can get... We can make a challenge. I don't know. We'll I'm, I'm kind of scared to waste my money <laughs> on <too>. it. Because <laughs> they'd be stretched out and ruined one time. Oh, more. goodness. But either way... But you and your girly legs, they'd probably work for somebody. I have to shave them first. But, uh, but yeah, you can get your swag. Go to realtalkrisenpodcast.com. Hit the store link. Where, that's where you get your winter line, which might not be there for that much longer. The normal RTC stuff, big logo, small logo, tote bags. We still have face masks and neck gaiters. COVID ain't going anywhere. You still nope. got to wear a mask. Yep. Why not rep RTC? For at least the next 100 days. And here's the deal. We haven't talked about our mugs in a while, but you oh, cannot man. get those at the store. But if you want one, reach out to us. Uh, I think it's like 18 bucks. Just got to PayPal it to me, and we'll get one out the door yeah, to some, you. Something like that. Yeah. It's it's something like that. But either then, way, you got... Oh, oh, and then... And coffee. And coffee. We always have the coffee if you want some coffee. You can always hit us up. You just have to be patient because I only roast from time to time. So, yeah. And sometimes we give it away for free. Sometimes we do. Sometimes You just never know. Sometimes we don't. So you just never just know. got to listen every week to see, see if we do or not. Either way, guys, reach out to us via email. Apple's, Apple user 96542, reach out to us for that mini swag bag. Leave us a review on Apple iTunes. Keep listening on Pandora, Spotify, Google, wherever you listen to. You can hit us up on social media, Real Talk Christian Podcast. Text us, 574-400-5352. Email us, realtalkchristianpodcast at gmail.com. Website, realtalkchristianpodcast.com. Guys, we make this so stupid easy. Like, seriously, just so realtalkchristianpodcast. And then either at gmail.com, dot com, whatever. It's easy. It's so easy. So It's so easy. But yeah. RTC family, we love you guys so much. But until next time, you guys take it easy. <laughs> <laughs>